You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So glad to have you today. And I hope that what we think about on today's episode of the podcast allows each one of us to follow Jesus better this week. So today I have a devotional podcast and uh, and just some directions, some suggestion for our faith family as we engage an anxious world. So if you're listening to this podcast episode um, on schedule, you're listening on Tuesday. It's spring break week here in the Pine Belt, but the big news is that we have all been watching the news and our anxiety level is through the roof as we wait for the next piece of information or the next instructions regarding the spread of the coronavirus. So our lives are already impacted for most of us in in much larger ways than we thought they would be. And we just, we don't know what the future holds. So everybody's a little bit nervous. And what I want to do is just take a few minutes for us to think about how believers uniquely should be responding uh, to the situation that we are in. I know that everybody's got a thousand opinions. And so I'm going to pass right by my own for a few moments and just go straight to the scriptures. So what I really want to offer today is a devotional podcast that I hope can be encouraging. Now, as we listen today, keep in mind that our church family is really broad. We are a multi-generational congregation, which means that we have plenty of members of our church who are young children, who are out on spring break. We have uh, college students. We have young families. We've also got a lot of uh, median adults, a lot of lot of uh, empty nesters. We've got a lot of senior adults. So our church is spread all over the spectrum, which means that we are impacted in like in tons of different ways. For some of us, uh, you know, you're caregivers to aging parents. For, for others, uh, you are the matriarch or patriarch of your family. And everybody's sort of looking, looking at one another, looking at the news, looking at their social media feed and asking, hey, what do I do? What do I do? Well, I want to engage our church family that regardless of all the things that we do uh, in respect to social distancing, in respect to taking care of ourselves and being responsible so that we don't accelerate the spread you know, of this virus, I think there's a part of our response. There's an element of the Christian response that we cannot overlook. And I just want to address that a little bit uh, today as we as we engage the Lord. So our devotion comes from Philippians chapter 4. And I want you to know that when Paul wrote uh, the book of Philippians, he had a reason to be anxious. He had a reason for his fear or anxiety to be a little bit elevated. Um, I'm not sure that it was, but he had good reason. So the background, the setting, you know, for this particular book of the Bible is that Paul is in prison. And when you read the first chapter of Philippians, you get the idea that this particular prison sentence was tricky for Paul, that there were moments where it looked like it was unclear whether he would live or die. This is where he says, for me to live as Christ and die as gain, and he literally meant that because he didn't know if he would live or die. This is when he started to say things like, 
like. You know, to go on living is fruitful ministry, but to be absent from the body would be present with the Lord. So Paul is writing this letter during a time in his life when he has every reason to be stressful, to be anxious, to literally be afraid for his life. But the interesting thing about this is that because of Paul's relationship with Jesus, he approaches the situation entirely differently than that. So I want to read to you from Philippians chapter 4. I want to read verses 4 and following. This is what Paul says to the church that he loves that meets in Philippi. And this is what I want to read to the church that I love that meets all over the Pine Belt and gathers typically on Carterville Road. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I like to think that Paul is teaching the believers in Philippi some of the lessons he's learned from Jesus. In fact, probably some of the lessons that have allowed him to live in a jail cell, not sure of his fate or his future without becoming stressed out. So as we look at this text, a couple of things I want to pass on to believers. I think that we're responsible for responding well to the spread of the coronavirus in the same way that all of our neighbors are. But I think we have an extra responsibility that they don't have. As keepers of the gospel of Jesus, we believe in a bigger and more rich part of the story of our lives. We understand that God is moving the world on ultimately to the new creation, to his kingdom. As a result of that, everything in, in, in our world in this current age becomes beautiful but temporal, whereas the things in Christ's kingdom become more real and more permanent. Well, with, within, within that framework, Paul could lose his life in that Philippian jail, and honestly, he would be just fine because he, for in his words, to be absent from the body would be present with the Lord. And so he looks at believers, and I, and I think for Paul, he wants to teach us that our present situations do not have to create unnecessary um, anxiety in the heart of a believer. And I observe that anxiety and fear is intensifying uh, our negative responses to the coronavirus. I think that we should take le- legitimate precautions. I am not insinuating that anybody is overreacting. All I'm saying is that when we're taking appropriate responses but suffering from great anxiety and fear, uh, we are increasing our suffering. And, And the crazy thing about that is chaos is contagious. In other words, as one person begins to increase their anxiety and fear, I think culturally we pass that from one to the other. I mean, I think socially our anxiety and fear is as transmittable as any virus we're ever going to face, especially when we live with the news in our pocket, like when our social media feeds on our phone are constantly keeping us tuned in to the latest news and the latest numbers. So what do we do about that? Well, 
Um, you know, we pray for our healthcare professionals. Absolutely. We respect our government leaders, indeed. But we carry out our Christian mission with a Christian vision in a Christian worldview. And a couple of things that Paul adds to that for us is that we choose to rejoice. So believer, when Paul was in jail in verse 4, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And so I just, I want to say to the Carterville Church family, rejoice today. Like rejoice with your kids, rejoice with your grandparents. Like no matter what is happening physically around us, if you're a healthcare employee from our church, if you're going to the clinic, you're going to the hospital, you're going to the healthcare provider and your work is slammed and stressed, man, I just pray today that God would fill you with joy, that you could take, you could take an unexplainable joy into your workplace because people need it. So believer, rejoice in the Lord today, no matter what else is happening. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Like we're not having to fight back or become vehemently angry. No, 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 no. We, we, we remain gentle. Why? Because we believe that the Lord is near. Not only is Christ very near to us in the spirit, but the day of Christ is near. Believers have always known that at any moment, Jesus could come and usher in the age to come. And on that hope, we have so much bigger and more beautiful things to live for. Our perspective has changed. All right, now let's get very practical. So Paul just instructs believers, do not be anxious about anything. Instead... In every situation you find yourself in, with prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So let me ask you something, church family. How are you praying in the midst of the coronavirus? Are you submitting your concerns and anxiety to the Lord so that he could heal them? That's Paul's instruction. Do not be anxious. So stop that. Like let go of the fear and the anxiety and replace it with prayer. Like speak to your heavenly father and unload your feelings to him. Give him your anxiety and accept his gift of peace. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. One of the unique gifts the church can give the world right now is a sense of transcendental peace. Like we have a sense of peace from the Holy Spirit that cannot be bought, that can't be explained. And so one of the things I want to challenge the church with is that you are soul healers. And one step in healing the soul and the heart and the mind is that we would let our brothers and sisters see how the Christian gospel can fill us with joy and peace. And so replace your anxiety with peace. Take your prayers to the Lord. Trust your heavenly father. And no matter what happens with the coronavirus or the next epidemic that comes our way. Let believers be quick to release our anxiety, be filled with rejoicing, and let the Holy Spirit fill us with a peace that passes understanding. Our world is afraid, and brothers and sisters, we're called to be light in the darkness. So let's don't meet fear with fear, but let's bring the peace of Christ into this situation. So the world needs a dose of your peace. Find peace in Jesus and deliver it well today on God's mission. I love you. May God bless you.